Also, the Welcome Back to Creepy Towers line, rent free. The Welcome Back to Creepy Towers is like the most iconic line. I think we were all probably like tweeting that when the episode was airing, like, Welcome Back to Creepy Towers, we're back, guys. Sabrina. Anubis, backwards. See what I did there? Hello, everyone, and welcome to season two of Anubis Backwards Podcast. Woo, I'm so excited. I love season one, but I was like ready to move on. So yes, I was very ready for season two. I'm sure by the end of season two, because season two is like the world's longest season that we're also going to be done with season two. But like right now, it's 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 fresh. It's exciting. I think we can pace ourselves a little better. I think that'll help. Exactly. So yeah, we're going to take breaks so that we don't get tired of season two. So, we opened with the iconic intro, but since we're on a new season, we have new pictures. Heck yeah. The glow-ups are real. <laughs> they all look so good. I feel like season, like, I don't know. Maybe season one, they just all look kind of young, but like season two, they really are like, mm, look at those kids. Those are my friends. They are my friends. I love them. They look so good. And then by like season three, like, they're all like adults now. Like, look at my children. They've grown up so fast. I, <laughs> I like how us rewatching it like when we watched it like back in the day when it was airing we were like these are my friends like these are kids like the same age as me but now that we're like adults watching this we're like my children my babies <laughs> so baby and patricia mick and mara walk in and they're greeted by trudy patricia says where's joy and trudy says that she's on her way baby and if nina's here yet trudy is excited to see them all and tells them that she's been baking all day they're very excited Okay, I really love this shot because it, like, starts, like, up above, like, by Victor's office and then it, like, pans down and then you see everyone come in and I don't know. I will talk a lot about some of the shots in this episode, but, like, I love this one so much. I, like, always love, like, they're opening them coming right back into the house shots. Like, there's just something about them. That, That's like, exciting. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, look at you looking at the camera angles. <laughs> this is awesome. We're all into each other's show. <laughs> I had a note earlier that just said Mick and Mara be cute, and I don't know where it went, so I didn't put it in these notes. You really are me. Soon she'll be saying Natty Summer Romance. Oh my god, she would Over never. my dead body. Over <laughs> my dead body. We also are all wearing magic out. <laughs> we, we did that on purpose, though, so I don't know if we can. Um, I just said my friends. And I said my friends are back. <laughs> We're so happy. Lives right through my mind how happy we were watching season two, the first season I ever watched live, and it opens and all our friends are here. I know. The season two fandom was just iconic to me. I don't I know. know. It's just, it was really peak fandom days for me. Okay, I know we mentioned this last week, but like, we talk about the season two is the season that makes us feel old, but I was just thinking about how season three also gives me the, the nostalgic feeling of season one. So I don't know what it is about season two that gives me the damn i'm old vibes two i feel like was like the most like classic fandom season yeah for sure and i feel like that's why we have such specific season two memories and such specific season two vibes because mm-hmm. season three was weird with the way that teen nick started airing it but yeah, yeah. Well, it was the air for a few weeks too and then it came back and it was on teen nick and we were like I guess. Like, I was glad I was online. If I was a House of Menus fandom and I wasn't online, I would have been like, what happened to the show? And never right, on yeah. it was ever on again. Well, that's what, like, I think, didn't somebody tweet Brad once that they had, like, no clue that the show, like, had a third season because it just disappeared off the air? 
Probably, because that makes because it was airing on Nick, and then suddenly wasn't airing, and then suddenly it was on. They just Nick. really let it die, and it's sad. Yeah, Teen Nick is where the Nickelodeon shows go to die. Yeah. Okay. So Amber walks in with a bunch of suitcases and tells Trudy that they're just her wedges, and the rest of her suitcases are in the drive. She hugs Trudy and thanks her, walking off. Okay. So when she comes in, Trudy goes, "Oh, is that like? Do you did you pack it up?" And she goes, "Oh, these are just my shoes. Actually, these are just my wedges." And this line lives rent free. Actually, a lot of lines from the season two premiere live rent free, but this one lives rent free. <laughs> um. So then Victor stares ominously from his office. Victor, you had time to find a new job. You know you hate this one. You had time. <laughs> he said, F them kids, and I'm not d- done uh, trying to figure out the elixir, so I guess I'm dealing with them some more. He likes his little, like, laboratory in the basement too much to leave. He's, like, too obsessed, obsessed with Corbiere. Like, at a normal office job, he cannot just have a creepy, like, stuffer. <laughs> Imagine Victor going into like a nine to five job with just stuff burn every day and leaving. Victor in corporate America. It's just death decoration. Nobody comes and goes with him every day. Oh my god. Like he takes it to the cafeteria for lunch and like. There's some poor intern one day that's gonna walk in and ask him and he's gonna be like prepared to murder. It's like this is my child or his lover, depending on how we put it. It's both. He's walking around campus when she sees Jerome trying to hide. She says, Jerome? He says, hello, Nina. Welcome back. And runs off. Nina looks confused. He then sees a group of students walking by and jumps behind a wall. And Nina looks confused. We see a close-up of a girl. These students are like, they're not teenagers. They're like preteens. I'm going to preface this. And Jerome looks relieved and stands up and walks away. Um, First and foremost, Jerina. The first shift to get any content in the new season. Season two is off to an amazing start with the short five seconds in. I like I can't believe Jerome and Nina's first scene in the season is them together. Like, how did we get so lucky? (laughs) Incredible. Us at the end of season one, LOL Jerina, season two. Hey, (laughs) Jerina. Alfie walks up behind Jerome, making him jump. Alfie's wearing sunglasses, and Jerome tells him that if he's lost, the 80s are that way. Alfie says that it's for Amber. He said, new term, new girlfriend, new Alfie. I like Alfie's new look. Like Jerome was making fun of it, but I thought it was I thought it was a good look. He looks cool. I also said all caps second term confirmed because our whole uh season one is term one, season two is term two, new term. Not new school year, new term, new girlfriend, new Alfie. <laughs> I would even say like we could maybe see like season one is season term two and season th- two is term three. I could see that because of the weather, it seems warmer. The weather. Yeah. But I feel like if there's a term, whole term into summer between season two and three, it would make sense with a lot of things that we've discussed happened in season three that we never see, such as yeah. Eddie and Fabian are BFFs. I don't even know if they were ever intended to be BFFs or if they were just intended to be like, oh, we're roommates, and now we're like, kind of. Oh my god, they were roommates. Maybe that's that's true. Or Patricia. I mean, if I was gonna pick a Sabrina person for him to be best friends with outside of like his girlfriend, I would say Alfie. Because I feel like they seem like they click better. Yeah. Even when Alfie is like trying to eat pancakes instead of doing Sabuna stuff, and Patricia's like, no, and he's like, Eddie would understand. Eddie and Alfie best friends can find. Patricia, like, I did not intend for this when I wanted them to be friends. <laughs> the opposite of what Patricia <laughs> wanted. Eddie and Alfie just ganging up on her to like roast her. Oh my gosh, please. Alfie probably has embarrassing Patricia stories. Oh my god, he 100% has been dying seeing Patricia's stories. They've been friends since they were, like, children. 
Alfie goes to tell anyone once and Alfie nearly loses his life. <laughs> Patricia helps <laughs> murder him. I love that. Honestly, there being like a season 2.5 where it's just like them all being friends would have been like so good. That would have made me so happy. And I know that they like, their whole point of the show is the mystery, but like, you know. I just want some good friendshipy content. I love, love some friendship content. But then in any other media, I love a random mystery that just appears. Bridgerton book seven, random mystery me. Wow, I love this best book ever. That was like me in the lodge. There was like, I was expecting there to be like a heavy mystery plot. And there was just like a tiny mystery plot. And I'm like, British people, mysteries, what? I was so excited, even though it really wasn't important. I'm now in love with Luke Newton, so now I have to watch the Welcome. I've been in love with Luke Newton since April. I'm really happy that you've come on this train with me. He's so hot in his Instagram stories. He is. I will also watch the lodge, I guess. Okay, we're being messy again. Let's carry on. It's no longer Sagittarius season, ladies. The Anubis kids are hanging in the living room when Joy walks in. Patricia hugs her, excited to see her. Fabian tells her it's nice to see her, and she thanks him. Joy is surprised that Vic and Mara got together, and they say, I know, the athlete and the mathlete. Patricia says she can't run, and he can't add up, and they all laugh. She can't run, he can't add up, lie, run free. Also, Fabian and Patricia are, like, throwing candy into each other's mouths, so, like, Fabisha, I guess. (laughs) This whole scene lives rent free in my mind, like... These are my babies, the athlete and the mathlete. These are these are my children. I think I ha- had the URL saved on Tumblr, like the athlete and the mathlete, and the mathlete and the ath- like both ver- like both flip flopped versions of the URL saved. OTP, <sighs> the athlete and the mathlete. Yeah. Nina walks in and Victor glares at her from the balcony. She then walks into the living room and everyone hugs her. Joy looks kind of sad. Nina and Fabian stare at each other and Amber suggests that they all leave. Patricia says she'll show Joy their new room that they share with Mara, and Joy asks what's wrong with their old one. Okay, Nina, like, creeps into the house, and I'm like, ma'am, just come in like a normal person. She, like, comes in really, like, slowly. Like, you live there. Nina, normal? Just walk in. (laughs) And, I mean, Laura mentioned this in her, like, summary of this scene, but I also noticed that Joy looks sad when, like, everyone's, like, greeting Nina. Yeah. Um, Also, that is a good look on Fabian. I don't know why I'm just counting. Everyone's like, all the boys are well-dressed this episode. Actually, Jerome has some looks that are, like, lacking, but, like, we're not even going to touch on those. Jerome's outfits are questionable this episode. They are really questionable. He's also in, like, hiding, so I guess that's why. But Also, Amber is, like, hurting everyone else out of the room, and I, like, love that for her. I love Amber Millington, the biggest Savina shipper. What a good wingman, Amber's honestly. Like, I watch these fools pine over each other for months. Let them have their moment. But I thought it was really funny. Uh, so when Nina walks in, like we mentioned, everyone goes to hug her. Why Mara was so excited to see Nina. She was like, oh my God, Nina. And I'm like, did y'all even talk last term? Like, Mara is really. <laughs> Mara just felt left out of the hugging. It was like, I guess. Nara is real. Yeah, angry. Nina. Or plot twist. Mara knew she was coming for Nina's man in season three and was like, suck it up now. Nina, Mara in love. <laughs> I don't. Okay, the thing is, I don't remember why I decided to ship that. That's the weirdest, like, of all the people I could ship together. <laughs> and Nina and Mara is a weird one. I'm just happy they had a moment. You know what? They Mara hugged. is real. They hugged. It is real. They hugged. Did I have a moment? That's a big deal in this show. Patricia and Alfie never even hugged. Actually, they hugged from super far away. A really bad, ca- super far away camera. Even Patrolfi hug. R.I.P. We really never got a real Patrolfi hug. I'm still mad about it. If you haven't... <laughs> Fabian asks Nina how her flight was, and she says, "Good." And yours, 
He says he came by car. The two almost kiss, but they are interrupted by Jerome and Alfie walking in. Jerome says, do you mind? People are eating in here and takes a giant plate of food. Fabian hands Nina a brownie. Um, the line, I came by car, also lives rent-free. Um, then my note of Jerome, please, is just, like, him, like, barging in and telling them they can't basically, like, blocking them. So he's just jealous because he wants Nina. That's also why I started to laugh, like, five seconds ago. I read your note and I was just losing it. (laughs) Jerina is real. Um, I just, you know, this is a cute Fabina scene. Enjoy it while it lasts, guys, because they're about to get real annoying. Uh, <laughs> sucks, because I really did love them in season one. Victor remarks that the students have returned while speaking to Corbier. He says that their precious piece is once more shattered. Um, Siri, play You Need to Calm Down by Taylor Swift. I said on a similar note, would it be enough if I can never give you peace? Nina goes to school auditorium and retreats a cup of ink from beneath the stage. She has a flashback of Sarah telling her to keep it safe. Mr. Sweet arrives and as an alarm has gone off and he fixes the piece of the stage that has been moved, Nina quickly hides from him. She's relieved when he doesn't catch her. How did Nina get it under the stage in the first place? Because it was under the stage when they were dancing in, like, the prom scene. But, like, they were obviously people in the... (laughs) It's a little bit of chosen one magic. We'll leave it at that. Also, I like how Mr. Sweet doesn't question or look around when there's a piece of the stage moved. He just puts it back and is like, I guess! Also... In this scene, I sent them a picture. Behind Nina, there's, like, Nina sitting in front of the wall. And then, like, in front of the door, in the doorway. And behind the doorway on the wall, not the wall Nina's sitting on, but, like, the wall in the back. There's a poster that says, a horse, a horse, a kingdom for my horse. This has to be intentional, right? Like, what's with Nina and the horses? I need to, like, can we get, we need to find, like, someone that did props on this show and be, like, Yo, like, what was up with all the horse stuff? I need to know. Like, I know they just have, like, drama quotes or whatever, but the fact that there's a horse one immediately right behind Nina. Well, you bring that up, but there's a lot of, in the background of, like, when Eddie shows up, a lot of the, like, times in the background of, like, his scenes, you'll see, like, swim team posters and, like, Berkeley was on, like, his school swim team. So, like, that one I always find, like, really ironic. So, like, they had to know what they were putting in the background of these scenes. Like, maybe they're saying Eddie was a swimmer at his school in New Jersey, and maybe they're saying Nina's a horse girl. Nina is a horse girl. I will not be taking notes. Or questions. I will be taking notes, but I will not be taking questions. There's so many... Yeah, no questions. Nina's a horse girl confirmed by this random poster that I'm talking about horses. If we've gained anything from this podcast, it's the knowledge that Nina is a horse girl. Yes. There's too much random horse-themed imagery. Why are they saying they're school horses? Why are they have a why does Jerome have a saddle? Why does, why does Jerome have a saddle? Why does Jerome have a saddle? That's what they really would like to know. That's what they really would like to know. In her room. Hey, why is she Why is she reading Pink Pony Parade? <laughs> Whose horse pony magazine was that? It's either her or it's Jerome. Like who on the House Manubis props team was obsessed with horses? Who on the props team was the horse girl? Oh my god, somebody was. Also, what was I going to say? Anna keeps posting pictures of her with horses, and I'm like, damn, Amber. Amber horse girl confirmed. It's. Amber. I told you, it's a Amber, Nina, Jerome, love triangle, They're make it love. horse themed. <laughs> all three of them are love. Cowboy romance, you know... Amber is the English traditional equestrian 
And yeah. then Nina comes along and she's a little more rough around the edges, a little more Western style. And Jerome has to Jerome pick is, which one. Jerome is the stable hand. Uh, Nina returns to Nubis' house and meets up with Fabian in the dining room. They hold hands and Fabian says he wondered where she was. She said she had to fix something at the school. I'm glad you noted that they were holding hands because I thought it was really cute. It was really subtle because they're just kind of like sitting at the dining room table like, I don't know. I like when you hold hands and you're kind of like playing with each other's hands. It's really cute. It was cute. I honestly nice. only noticed that because staff of these notes I copied from the wiki, so shout out to the house oh. Joy walks in and looks jelly. She remarks that it's getting very coupling in here. Alfie says that she's not wrong and tries to hold Amber's hand. Amber's asks him what he's doing and he says he's being coupling. She tells him to go hold Jerome's hand. Um, Amber shifts jelly. Obviously. As she should. <laughs> <laughs> as she should <laughs> as Kate Love Disney said they are in love <laughs> yeah, she did say that they are in love she... they are in love <laughs> Alfie might deserve better <laughs> and then Joy just made me laugh in this scene because when she was like it's getting coupley in here I'm like that's something I would do if I was the only single person in the room which happens to me often so <laughs> and then when Amber's like go hold his hand I laughed it's just good this this episode just makes me happy Fabian says that Nina's last mail says something about her grand coming to town Nina says that she's staying in a hotel and excited to meet everyone especially Fabian Patricia says yeah we do breed better geeks over here Amber whispers to Nina that she has arranged a spinner reunion in the attic and tells her to pass it on um Nina was really excited for her grand to come visit them all and I'm like soft about it a damn Nina <laughs> it's cute it is cute <laughs> I was being mean right now <laughs> Damn, Nina can send Baby in a letter herself. Apparently, she forgets. Maybe she, maybe she like Patricia loses all of her regular contact information for Fabian, or she's really just that much of a bitch. I mean, a breakup letter is terrible, but like giving a breakup letter to one of your like mutual friends to give to the guy you're trying to break up with is like a special breed of awful. Real bad. We'll talk way more about that when we get to season three. Also, the We Do Breathe Better Geeks line, rent free. Um, also, want to bet that the writer who was pushing for Fabisha was the one writing that I. <laughs> they said Patricia loves Fabian. She thinks he's the best geek ever. Jerome's phone rings and Mick asks who Poopy is. Jerome says that it's his life coach. Oh, the whole like life coach thing, also rent free. Uh, Mick saying, who's Poopy lives rent free in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> That night, Victor does his pin drop speech. Nina, Amber, and Patricia sneak out of their rooms and head towards the attic. The door opens by itself, surprising them. Patricia says, welcome back to Creepy Towers. Amber is reluctant to continue them to the top of the staircase, but Nina reassures her. Um, the first pin drop of the season, y'all! Also, the welcome back to Creepy Towers line, rent-free. The welcome back to Creepy Towers is, like, the most iconic line. I think we were all probably like tweeting that when the episode was airing. Like, welcome back to Creepy Towers. We're back, guys. They definitely used it in promos. For oh, I think you're right. In my mind, they did at least. Oh, I swear they just filmed Victor doing a pin drop literally once ever. And then they just used it like a bajillion times. Because it's the same shot of the pin dropping on the ground every time ever. Probably. Especially that close up. They probably don't redo. In the cellar, Victor drinks the elixir, but it doesn't work. And he ends up spitting it out. He continuously tries to brew it and drink it. But he keeps spitting it out. He throws the final attempt across the room in a fury. I like the way this scene is lit. I, I don't know. Okay, Brenna. <laughs> I thought I was going to be like the... I, I'm so proud of you. 
nerd or whatever you want to call it this week. I love how this is my own only personality traits this week. I like the way the scene is lit. I like this angle. That's why I was right free. See, you don't even need to go to film school. I wasted my time. (laughs) (laughs) When Vic... When Victor was like taking sips and then spitting it out, um, just me trying to drink twisted tea after becoming trash for the truly tea. <laughs> I just said so angry, Victor. He's just so angry. Why? Have you considered that maybe we should say Siri play? You need to calm down. Hey Google, play. You need to calm down. I'm waiting for you it. You need to calm down by Taylor Swift. Sure, playing on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> In the attic, the girls find Fabian and Alfie waiting for them. They say Sabuna and welcome each other back. They also remark on Victor not being in his office. Fabian thinks that maybe he's gone to bed early. Patricia shows them an obituary for Renee Zelvin. Alfie spills something on Amber and she scolds him. They all laugh, but then hear a noise. The door opens. So where does Victor sleep? Like, he sleeps at his office. His, his office? Well, apparently he has a bed because they were surprised he wasn't in his office. And they're like, maybe he went to bed. <laughs> oh wait no he was in wasn't he in the he was in the cellar no when was he in the basement he well, was but... in the cellar but they said they didn't know where he was and they were like he's not in the ba- his office maybe he's in bed i see okay i'm confused <laughs> i don't know where he sleeps maybe in like the little cult room downstairs where <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> he has like a bed in the cellar somewhere bed. he's got like a pull-out bed those cellars are- Maybe he converted that like little closet under the stairs into his bedroom. He could be like Harry Potter. <laughs> he probably doesn't actually need that much room either. Or maybe he just sleeps down in the cellar upside down like a bat. Also, I always think about this, but like, how how long was Patricia just rolling around with that obituary to like whip it out at a good time? That's a good point. It's like obviously That's she would have point. had to have like cut it out from of a paper at some point. She just like got it from home over the summer and was like, let me bring this to school. <laughs> Her parents like reading the obituaries or just flipping through and seeing like a obituary cut out and just be like, what? And then very important, guys, picnic count. One. First picnic. Season two picnic count is at one. We need to like make a tally so we remember as we continue. One. I'll have to just keep track of the notes. <laughs> Joy enters with Mick Mart and Jerome behind her. Patricia says they scared them to death. They all sarcastically remark about not getting invites to the Anubis Midnight Reunion. Patricia says, surprise, and the Sabunas cheer. Mick, Meyer, Joy, and Jerome look unimpressed. The Sabunas say they want us to walk in the back properly. And Joy's like, up here while I'm asleep. Nina's like, yeah, are you surprised or what? They all laugh. Joy just wants to be included. Also, Joy was the reason Sabuna existed. So, like, why wouldn't Patricia fight to get her invited? Also, Jerome was literally in Sabuna at the end of season one, and he wasn't invited. What's up with that? What is up with this? Sabuna, pick a lane. Pick who you're inviting better. I know. I have so many questions. Yeah, they're like, um, it's only us now. So exclusive. Listen, I love a squad. I also had written, we love a squad. <laughs> we do love a squad here. Amber goes to grab another sheet for others and discovers a dollhouse that looks just like Anubis House. I said, I want an Anubis House dollhouse. That would actually be really cool. That would be a nice uh, addition to my like weird House Anubis stuff I'm suddenly collecting. So In his office, Victor tells Corvier that eternal life will be his, but he still needs the elixir. He hears Alfie scream and looks up. Vorbier remains the superior ship. They were really getting a lot of action this episode. Like, look at them go. Good for them. In the attic, we see that Amber dropped the dollhouse on his toe. They're told to be quiet, and everyone starts looking at the dollhouse. 
Victor yells at the attic door for whoever's up there to come downstairs immediately. They all quickly clean up and start walking downstairs, but Nina lingers. Victor tells them as they walk out of the attic to go to their rooms immediately and that their punishment will come in the morning. R.I.P. Alfie's toe. I know the feel, bro. Alfie. I said, the scene of them all moving, my brain is playing White Houses. Aww. Everyone go uh, stream Emily's White Houses video. I think that's one of the like music transitions. That's, this is one of the scenes, yes. Iconic. So. Um, For me, this scene, uh, where dollies go to die, is a line that lives rent-free in my mind. Nina tries to find a hiding place for the cup of Aang. She searches around the room for a good place to hide in. She sees a lock that the eye of Horus can open. Victor screams into the attic as he and she's up there. Nina puts the cup of ink inside just as Victor opens the door. Victor runs inside and almost knocks Nina, causing her to fall back and knock something over. Victor asks her what she's doing and they stare at each other. We are like 12 minutes into the new season and Nina does not have to break herself. <laughs> Typical. Like, ma'am, you had at least a week to, like, get yourself a brain cell. And you didn't. She never would. They must have been gone for more than a week. She went all the way back to America. Oh, I don't know. I mean... I could see going back for a week. Because they usually get one week, but then maybe they were on a Christmas break, which would have been three, but that doesn't make sense. I could see her going back to America for a week, especially if she was, like, going to bring Grand back. I love how the amount of Googling I do on UK school terms. Seem like they've been gone for longer than a week. I mean, Mrs. Andrews' hair grew a lot, so... That's true, yeah. I think they've been gone for at least three weeks. We can make up our own rules. They were gone for three weeks. Okay, the school made up their own rules. It was like they had American graduation and they had middle school. Anyway, uh, that is the cliffhanger. So now for a word from our sponsor. We're back and Nina's back. We're back a moment earlier with Nina putting the cup into the hiding place and Victor running into her. We see that the thing she broke was a doll. Victor gets mad at her for breaking the doll and demands that she leave. As Nina descends the staircase, Victor picks up the doll and pulls a string. Causing a message from Sarah to play. It says the other name is the place to look. Lift the wings to find the book. Hidden in this book of old, winter of life and tears of gold. Nina and Victor listen to the clue and ponder about its meaning. You gotta do the voice for the clue. The creep. Okay. The other name is the place to look. Lift the wings to find the It's like British though. Okay. Well, I see if I can say water in British. Okay. Wait, hold on. I want to do the other na- wait isn't it the app- the app- the, the app- other name is the place to look lift the wings lift the wings <laughs> the book hidden in this book of old water of life and tears of gold what huh? is that how you say water hidden in this book of old water of life and tears of gold <laughs> water of life water i'm sorry uk listeners i'm sorry let's say water water hey. Hey guys, hey guys, you know what lives rent free in my mind? The lift the wings to find the book line. Same. I said Water of Life and Tears of Gold is the only clue I know. Yeah, this is like the only clue I can like vividly remember for some reason. Like, lift the wings to find the book hidden in this book of old, Water of Life and Tears of Gold. Next morning at breakfast, Alfie reminds Amber about their arrangement. Amber says she doesn't make arrangements more than 48 hours in advance unless it's spontaneous. He says that she promised to date him, and he has witnesses. Jerome and Fabian said that they heard her. She says, Patricia, Joy, help me out here. Joy says that actually she did say that. Amber says that Alby was dying. She thought, Amber says she thought Alby was dying, and that's what Daddy calls a loophole. Wait, so Amber doesn't make <laughs> arrangements more than 48 hours in advance, but she only makes them 48 hours in advance? I mean, good for her. Unless it's spontaneous. So, like, spontaneous is like, let's do this right now. Non-spontaneous is 48 hours notice. Anything with more than 48 hours notice, she ain't doing. <laughs> Good for her. She knows what she wants. First breakfast scene of the new season, I am so... And they're all there, not just Abuna. 
I know. I love that. I really can't wait to start yelling Sabuna at meal count. Yeah. <laughs> I love all the kids at meal. Sabuna alone at meal? Eh. The whole Anubis house at meal? Love to see it. I said this whole amphiplot is so 2012. Like, it would be very yikes in 2020 for them to have a plot that was like him being like, date me, and her being like, no, and all the other kids in the house being like, no, you said you date him? Yeah, I kind of made a note about that in the next scene. It's, I'm like, why is nobody backing up Amber? She, does she, if she doesn't want to date him, she doesn't have to date him. Even if she said yes before, she can be like, never mind. She has that right. She definitely has that right. You mean to tell me that Patricia would not be an uber feminist who would have probably been like, yeah, she said that, but guess what? She can change her mind and that would have been the end of the Yeah, but Patricia's like, Patricia's roasting Amber for some reason. So Amber asks Patricia to help her out. Alfie says, come on, Judge Trixie. Patricia says, actually, she didn't say that. Amber thanks her. Patricia says that she actually said yes, yes, anything. Alfie high-fives David. Amber sarcastically says, thanks a bunch so much for sisterhood. The judge Trixie line lives rent free in my mind. Is she like a mediator of her friends then? Do they like turn <laughs> yeah. to her? Yeah, like, why are you calling her Judge Trixie? I could see her being like the the friend that's like no BS, like we'll tell it like it is. So maybe that's yeah. why. I'm, yeah. yeah, I feel like maybe that's what. Even though we just said, you know that realistically Patricia would be like Alfie, stop! Like she doesn't have to do what she doesn't want to. But. I do could see that Patricia would be like, well, actually, you did say yes, I'll do anything. Because I do think she'd be the friend to be like, well, you did say yes, so, like, you gotta own up to your mistakes, ma'am. Yeah. Or she might be like, well, you did say yes, 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 anything. You don't have to do it, but you do have to admit that you still said this, because Amber said she didn't say this, and she did. But I just said every time Alfie calls Patricia Trixie, it makes me happy, because I do think that uh, he is, is Alfie the only person that calls Patricia Trixie? I do think Piper calls her Trix. Yeah, it's cute. I like it. It, like, shows their friendship. It makes me happy. And, like, do we think that this is, like, a childhood nickname? Because, like, so Alfie calls her Trixie, but, like, no one else really does. But I do think Jerome did once, right? Jerome did once. Alfie So I think it's a childhood thing. This is only confirming my theory. And Piper calls her Trix. So, like, is this a nickname? Maybe. I can see Joy doing that because they're friends. But even Joy, I feel like... We would argue that Joy, Jerome, Alfie, and Patricia were the people that have been at the school the longest, yes? Yeah. So they've known each other the longest. Our descendants crew. Descendants crew. So therefore, if they all call Patricia Trixie, or Joy calls her Patty, I'm thinking Trixie is a childhood nickname. Maybe her parents called her, like, a grandparent or something. Because Piper also called her Trixie or Trixie. I could see that. that And maybe when she got older, she was like, I'm Patricia now. Like, no, I'm going to call you Trixie. And she, like, yeah. And I think Jerome is, but maybe she would, like, come at Jerome for it. But maybe obviously she, like, let's call her Trixie because we're, like, friends. I love this. Oh, because Alfie calls her Trixie fairly regularly. And I do think when I was rewatching the Piper episodes for the millionth time, I was like, oh, Piper called her Trix or Trixie. And I was like, that's so cute. I love that for that. Also in the scene, after uh, everyone agrees with Alfie, Alfie high fives Fabian. And I think I had a gif of that. It's one of those scenes I saw and I was like, oh, I've seen that on loop in on Tumblr. <laughs> used it. I don't know what the reaction was. Maybe it was just to like high five someone oh, high five. use it. I don't know. Like, but... oh, yeah. Great opinion. I'm like, I like Yeah, I'd be like, 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 wow, I also like Rick and Borrow. <laughs> Except that didn't happen very often. <laughs> I, I don't 
said that. <laughs> Christ is in the two freshmen in front of each of the students. He says, first night back, already up to no And says he won't stand the not- their nonsense this term. He tells them that their punishment for being in the attic is they must clean every toilet in the entire school. Jerome says that Victor has definitely missed them. I said, Loki, Victor did miss them, even though he's a grown <laughs> I think he did, too. Those are his children. But, like, he doesn't really like them, but he's sad when they're gone. Yeah. Also, Mick is like, oh, we're all gonna clean the same toilet, and Victor going, no. I know. That lives in my head, rent-free, as well. <laughs> that line. He was, like, so confused, and I was like, oh, what a sweet idiot. And he was, he was like, haha, I got you, like, we all have to clean only one toilet, <laughs> well, some punishment. <laughs> <laughs> That's my man. At school, Nina tells Fabian about the message she heard from the dolls. Fabian says that he didn't know about the tears of gold, but part of it may be in the library of winter of life is the elixir. Mick and Mara approach them and ask if they would like to go to double date with them to the movies. Nina and Fabian immediately agree to it. Fabian is excited to have a proper date with no evil maniacs or poisonous flies. Excuse me? Double date scene where? We were robbed. Truly. I'm still bitter about it. It would have been so good. It would have been like a change of dynamic too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it would have been Fabian and Mara's first date, even if they didn't know it. <laughs> and Nina. And Nina and Amber. I mean, Nina and Mara. <laughs> <laughs> and McBean. <laughs> like, just all the dynamics. Jerome walks by them wearing a hat, sunglasses, and scarf. Nina says, hey, Jerome, and follows him suspiciously, the less as he sits down. Jarena? My note also just said Jarena. <laughs> I didn't write Jarena, but I should have. I like Jarena content today. I love that. I love them. <laughs> in class, Joyce is next to Fabian when she decides to move after Fabian realizes Nina would like to sit with him. She says her and Fabian usually share and that she forgot. Joyce sits next to Patricia and complains about how Nina has taken everything from her first her room and now her Fabian. What's next? My mom, my cat, my freedom, says Joy. Patricia tells Joy that her and Fabian were never actually going out. I said I love that Joy has a cat, but actually I do feel sad for Joy. Me too. Okay, first, Nina, why do the girls, like, in season two, the girls' skirts are all very short, and for what? Like, wardrobe department said, they're like, school wear. Make it spicy. (laughs) Add a little spice. (laughs) A little spice. (laughs) In the season one premiere, Joy was sitting next to Patricia when she got pulled out of class, so no, you don't normally sit by Fabian, girl. <laughs> She's like, I totally always sit by Fabian. Oh, you're right. Patricia's already done with Joy's Fabian bullshit. She's already <laughs> so done with it. This kind of further confirms the theory that Patricia's like the no-nonsense, no-BS friend. She's like, Joy, you were actually dating Fabian, <laughs> She's like, calm down. Yeah, I just thought Joy was really savage in this scene because she knew they were dating. Like, she knows Nina and Fabian are together. It's pretty obvious. And she's still like, I'm going to sit next to my Fabian. They really did draw out the whole, like, Fabian-Joy thing way too long. Yeah. Miss Andrews walks in and hands out books. She said they will be reading about fairy tales and folk stories. Abby says, once upon a time, there's a poor boy named Alfredo who fell in love with a very beautiful but very cheesy princess. The princess made Alfredo a promise. Amber turns around and tells him she didn't promise in any way she took him to the prom. She gives him a checklist called the Amber Millington Guide to Dating and tells him to take a look at it to see why they can never be, quote unquote, Amphia Albert, saying that those names will even sound right. I said, is Alfie's name Alfred or Alfredo? I think it's Alfred, but I think Alfredo is just like him being. He calls himself Alfredo multiple times, however. I, I think he was trying to be like, this isn't about me. This is this Alfredo. fake character, Alfredo. His, his magician 
itself is the amazing outfit. Yeah. <laughs> season two is also the seasons are straight up saying ship names and dialogue. The writers were really trying to be it. Well, that's when, that's how we got Jabian. Because I remember season one, the ship name for Joy and Fabian was Foy. And then Joy comes around and is like, Jabian. And then it became Jabian. That's a terrible ship name. Foy. Foy. <laughs> it was. So it was probably for the better. Is it Amphi or Alver? Well, I mean, in season one, um, didn't Amber call Fabian and Nina Fabino? Probably. Oh, probably, yeah. And then I just got completely sidetracked here when uh, Miss Andrews is like, we're going to learn about folk stories. And I was like, folk stories? Folklore? I mean, we're very fittingly literally all wearing folklore cardigans right now. Okay, um, Miss Andrews' folklore stand before folklore even existed. We were in the Red Album era. Not even. I think we weren't in Red Era yet. No, we weren't even in Red yet. We were in Speak Now. We were in Speak Now era. That's so weird. We were in Speak Now. Red Era was in the fall. In Mr. Sweet's office, Victor and Mr. Sweet listen to the doll. Victor says it used to belong to the daughter of the house. Mr. Sweet says Sarah for Book of Mice, and he tells Rufus he must now know the significance. They say that Victor's dad used to refer to the Book of Isis as the Book of Old. Mr. Sweet thinks it contains the elixir's recipe. Victor thinks the tears of gold might be the missing elixir ingredient, and he says he might know where to find them. Or he might know where to find the book. Mr. Feet knows Victor's dad? Hmm. Or at least stories hmm. of him. I, uh, you know, Mr. Sweet, uh, is Rufus is Mr. Sweet's dad, and Rufus and Victor's dad are BFFs. Wait. You're making uh, points. Are Rufus and Victor's dad friends, or Rufus and Victor are friends? But Rufus knows Victor's dad. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, also, the broken, there's, like, a particular, like, shot where, like, Mr. Sweet or Victor is holding the doll, and you can see, like, the broken face, and it was, like, extra creepy. Yeah, it kind of is creepy when it's broken like that. As class was out, Alfie is reading Amber's checklist. It says he must shower her with gifts, be hot enough to be in a magazine cover, and have wheels. Amber says the skateboard does not count as wheels. Yes, if he has those three things, will she go out with him? And she says yes. So in the unlikely event that happens, she says that yes, in the unlikely event that that happens. I said, so does Mick have these things, or is it a new thing because Amber was a look cool? I also said, Siri plays Skater Boy. Maybe Mick, okay, if we go off the theory that Amber and Mick were childhood friends to lovers, maybe Mick had a bike that Amber could sit on the back or like sit on the handlebars or something. Uh, and then uh, Mick was on the magazine cover of like a teen sports for his accomplishments. And then. <laughs> What's the third thing? Gifts? Oh, yeah. She, you know, he brought her a bracelet and a shell. <laughs> he, he died to get that shell, you know? He, he almost died. died. No, no, he didn't almost die. He died. <laughs> sure. You <laughs> almost died for me, I, I guess. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> I love him. We really did trade one himbo for another. I don't know himbo power would really be powerful if they were both together. Honestly. That's why we couldn't have them both together. I'm going to make it any friendship where... We were robbed. Um, also, Trudy would not have been able to keep the kitchen stocked. <laughs> no. <laughs> the real reason they couldn't come back. Mick and Eddie would be in there every day making like Eddie's pancake surprise and and like Mick the dinner smells great and so do I. And they'd be like, yeah, bro, it does, and you do. Yeah, bro. <laughs> the oh romance that we deserve. 
I don't think either of them are, well, I don't think anyone's technically a slob, but please, I would like to assume that both of them, both of those boys were kind of slobbish. So poor Fabian having to deal with them. In the lounge, Fabian, Nina, Patricia, and Joy are looking at pictures of Fabian. Joy and Nina argue about which photo Fabian looks best in for his profile picture. Patricia says he looks like a dork at all of them. You're always sneaking around in his weird disguise. Patricia says Fabian profile still says that he's single and Joy lightly slaps her. Joy, just chill. Chill. Ma'am. Like, if Fabian doesn't put on his Facebook if he's in a relationship with Nina, will he suddenly not be in a relationship with Nina? Because that's how it turns out. In high school, maybe. Also, Patricia's, like, straight up, like, in this scene, she's just, like, basically, like, I would, like, to be excluded from this narrative. She, like, could not care less. <laughs> like, you try to involve her, and she's like, no thanks. The the whole scene was funny, though. Patricia was hilarious. I was laughing at, like, the, I think he looks like a dork in all of them. <laughs> I, I feel like Patricia's like, why are they fighting? The girls are fighting! <laughs> why are they fighting over Fabian? The children are fighting again. Amber and Alfie walk in, and Alfie says he's getting seriously worried about Jerome and asks if she could go out with him to take his mind off of it. She slaps him. The girls all say hi to Jerome. Jerome walks in the hall, and Poppy appears, saying that avoiding her is a mistake, and that if he wants to buy her silence, he must follow her list of demands. It's time for our weekly tangent. What kind of nonsense will it be today? It's the tangent of the week. I am so excited to see Poppy. Me too. I love her. And then I'm also like, put him in his place. Like, he was walking all over everyone last season. We need someone to walk all over him for once. If Poppy was in season three, Jerome would have been better for it. Truly. Oh my she would have called him out him. immediately. She would have murdered him. She would have been like, you idiot. Do she not cheat on these Mara. lovely ladies. Yeah, she did love Mara. She would have been like, you idiot. <laughs> I mean, she would have no body, no crime, Kim. True. <laughs> With Mara's help. Good thing Jerome's sister's gotta swear she was with me. <laughs> oh my god. Happy finding out all the tea and immediately texting Mara like when you want to kill him though. Oh my god, immediately, yeah. Yeah, we love the secret sisters. In their room, Abby's looking at baby vulture on options. He asked Jerome what he's up to and Jerome says he's wondering what Alfie's gonna give up on. Princess Pushy. Alfie says he needs a gift and asks if she prefer flowers or an adoption certificate for a baby vulture. Jerome says if he doesn't know the answer to that question, he'll be single forever. Trudy hops in and asks if Alfie still wants her help with cup- cupcakes. And Alfie says yes, and he says the gift shower is beginning. He hands his laptop to Jerome and asks if she flowers. Jerome says to himself that he needs something edgier. Adopt a baby vulture for me so I know it's real. <laughs> you know, Willow would have loved a baby vulture. I was just going to say that. She would have 100% loved that over yeah, flowers. Would have been into that. Also, I said, why would Alfie trust Jerome after that prom d- dress stunt in the candy letter stunt? I would not trust Jerome with my relationship. Me either. Exactly. I was. I had a similar note, but you had already written yours down, so I was just, you know, same. Also, mm, Jamber, but specifically about the Princess Pushy nickname. <laughs> whenever Jerome and Amber act like they hate each other I'm like yeah they're in love <laughs> <laughs> the enemies to lovers vibes we really could have gotten from <laughs> from Jamber and the logically we should have been dating and why did they put that in let me know Nina and Fabian go on a romantic stroll and visit the Frobisher library Fabian opens the door and discovers that it's unlocked Nina and goes inside Fabian falls behind her I said I'd roast them for going on a romantic walk to the library, but that honestly sounds like some shit that I would do. It does, Laura. <laughs> With iced coffee. That's 
Oh, that's like you. the day. That's the I- ideal day. Um, once again, to sound like Brenna, the shot where it's like pulled back when you see the library and you see their backs is really pretty. It is. It's just a really pretty area. It's a really nice library, so it's a really good library to go on a romantic stroll to. Also, where does the library go in C3? Like, they never go back there. I'm guessing it sounds like it was, like, off limits and closed because it's old, but then they, like, reopened it for the exhibition. And then the exhibition's over, so there's probably, like, no reason for them to be in there. Because I do think Vivian said something in the scene about, like, how their library was built, like, more recently or something. So I think this is an abandoned library, right? Like, the library is older. It's, like, not as library. But I just love this date for them. I think Haunted Library. Heck yeah. Where is my Haunted Library date? Sign me up. Haunted Library with some ghost hunting? Sign me up. This is exactly also the plot of Bridgerton Book 7. This is not yes. a Bridgerton podcast. Um, Bridgerton backwards. This is a Claudia Jesse podcast. It is. You're right about that one. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Actually, I think Eloise is only in that book for like five seconds, which is tragic, but it's fine. <laughs> They find Mr. and Mr. Sheet searching for the Book of Isis. Nina and Fabian hide and listen to them as they try to find it. Victor discovers the secret hiding spot for the Book of Isis and looks inside, only to discover that it is empty. Mr. Sweet reminds him that the elixir is gone and the cup has been destroyed. Victor, however, refuses to give up. Once again, Siri play, you need to calm down. This is the new illicit affairs. Actually, I think it might be. You get locked, it end up being. Suddenly, Fabian knocks over a book and Victor walks over, pulling down the curtain they're hiding behind. The end. And then I said, I love that the closing credits have, like, screen caps now. Oh, I didn't even watch the credits. I'll need to pay attention next time. I think it stays like that because I know in Tor, there's caps from the episodes from the movie. And maybe so it's all the way through season three, too. Consistent I like love that. This. Oh, well, that's the end of our episode, so now we have to do our typical thing, such as Brain Cells the Week. I said, can it be Victor, Mr. Swedish, or Helene, Nina? I don't know who, yeah, no one really does anything, like, smart. Victor, so. Mr. Sweet, or smart. That's why I wanted to give them the birthday. Yeah, they can have it. I don't think they've ever had it before. Because we normally said it's for the Sabunas, but then we give it to Mara and not Sabuna. <laughs> it shocks me how stupid Sabuna is, though. Yeah, they do not often deserve the brain cell. So I'm down for, yeah, Victor and Mr. Sweet it is. Victor and Mr. Sweet can get the brains of the week, seriously. Because I don't know if they'll ever get it again. This is very specific. <laughs> Ship of the week. I said Garena, duh. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I um, I just really like the mathlete and the athlete, but I'll give it to Jarena. Okay, make, make our were cute. But when the correction has any content, <laughs> I know you're like, <laughs> you gotta take, you gotta take it. I really cannot wait for them to fight me on House of Who and go for Nettie. They're gonna do it. They're gonna do it. To me. <laughs> I can't wait. Anyway, our something fun. So Emily suggested this game. I think when we were on Facetime with each other randomly. <laughs> it's not really a game, but we said since we're at the Emily's up, not really we, but since we're at the beginning of season two. That we should say, like, a very brief summary of, like, what we kind of remember about season two, what we remember liking, and what we remember disliking. And then, once we get to the end of season two, that we should go back and see if we still liked and disliked the same things. Because I know that we binged, like, watched all the episodes in the summer, but, like, I don't really remember. And I don't really yeah. remember the full plot, because we kind of speed watching them go, like, working, so, like, I didn't actually full-fledged pay attention. And then, like, back in the day when this was airing, like, I pulled attention, but it was nine years so ago. So long ago. 
So do you want to just go around? Like, who wants to start? I'm going to start. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. So, like, my favorite character is Eddie. And I don't think that's going to change. My favorite ship is Petty. I don't think that's going to change. Uh, my least favorite character will consistently be Jerome. I know he's, like, worse in season three, but, like, he's just a character I don't tend to care for. And maybe that one I could see changing, especially if I'm watching it slowly. And my least favorite ship is Jara because um, it's built on emotional cheating. And I don't think that's going to change in me watching it slowly. <laughs> well, my favorite ship is Mick and Mara. But I don't even know if like, I kind of want to like not count them because they're they're only they're, here for like a week. Yeah. Uh, so, and I think what I'm excited about is like to go through Petty's journey again because... I always forget that I like Petty because they're not like, I don't love them the way everyone else does. But then when I watch their scenes, I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. They're really cute. And their buildup is so good. And I love like good enemies to lovers. So I'm excited to like do that journey again. Um, I'm excited. I kind of want to like see how I feel about JBN. I know I was in support of it in 2012, like when this was airing, cause I could see my old tweets and Tumblr posts and stuff. So I'll be curious how I feel about that. I think I know I'm going to get annoyed at Nina a lot and mostly like Nina and Fabian and their whole relationship dynamic. Um, Pyfy, obviously very excited for some Pyfy. And this is my favorite mystery season. So I'm excited to like do all the tunnels and stuff. Cause it's really fun and least favorite. Yeah. I'm like, I'll try to be open-minded about Jara, but it's hard. They just did not set it up well for them. So, <laughs> and yeah, that's all. That's all I got. Okay, one more thing. Will our running joke with season B Suri play? You need to calm down. <laughs> it seems like maybe it. we'll see if it continues after this week, but it probably will. I know I'm going to be whipping it out for Joy a few times and Nina. Is this also the season when Mara writes that whole like weird yes. article? So you're just going to be like, we need you need to calm down, everyone. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. Mara, Eddie, ghost hunting. Oh, I want to focus on if I see them as friends or if I see them as more than friends as well. You know what I'm not excited for? For the Nettie jokes that are going to come when Eddie shows up. <laughs> you know I love it. Them. They're going to be so cute. I need to clarify. I don't even hate them. I just, it's it's a whole bit. It's a whole bit. It's a bit. Yeah. It's a bit. It's a bit. Yeah, this is our whole joke. Like, Brennan fan Nettie, I'm here for a good time. So I'm like, yeah, Nettie's the romance play August. And Emily's like, oh, I hate Nettie. And that's the, that's the joke. That's it. That's the podcast. <laughs> yep. That, that's exactly that's it. it. truly is just, a, that's it. Yeah. Um, so I think one, I'm going to love Piper. I don't think that's going to change. Obviously, she's only there for three episodes. Like, I don't think she's really going to do anything for me to be like, nah, I'm going to very much enjoy Pipey. I actually think that I may, and I love Alfie, but I actually think that I may, slowly watching it with all the Auntie stuff, like Alfie less than I do. I mean, I'm still going to be like, Alfie, I love him and he's great. But I feel like I'm going to end up calling Alfie out a lot for some bullshit that's going to go down during a lot of the anti-plots. And I feel like I'm going to call Amber out a lot for a lot of shit that's going to go during the anti-plots. And I feel like, I think that, like, I didn't like them as a couple when it was airing. But I was like, they can be cute sometimes. But, like, I don't necessarily want them to be endgame, especially after Piper was introduced. And, like, 
pipe existed, and I found them to be much more compatible and better as a ship. But I'm interested to see in watching slowly if, like, them as characters end up annoying me more within the context of the relationship, just because I just don't think that they're necessarily they don't want the same things, and that's just my theory, that they don't want the same Mm -hmm. things. So I wonder if they're gonna both end up annoying me because of that. We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, we're gonna have to wait and see. I'm not even, like, being an anti. It's literally just, like, I feel like they're both gonna end up annoying me. And I'm excited for Piper, and I'm eventually... And I'm excited for that that good, good season two petty because I feel like season three always, I always get mad about season three petty and forget that I really, really love season two petty. And especially when it was airing, I was so excited about Me petty too. all the time. I was so excited for all their episodes. So I'm excited for, to relive that good, good season two petty. Me too. I hope I don't end up like disliking all the time. I don't think you will. <laughs> I think he's annoying me right now in episode one. I think the other thing with rewatching this whole day is you might want to hold me more accountable, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's why I feel like he's annoying me. I'm like, I feel like it's because I hold, we put Alfie in such high regard because he does so much less bad shit than literally everyone yeah. else. That we're always like Alfie's our unproblematic face, but then when Alfie starts being problematic, we're like, um, excuse me, you're not. This isn't. Like, that's role. not my unproblematic face. Everyone else is supposed to be problematic. <laughs> you. I think the last thing I'm excited about in general for season two is just that season one, like like we mentioned, we all maybe weren't as involved in the fandom or like we all jumped into it kind of late. So there's not as lot much like social content from 2012, but for me, or from 2011, but for me, season two, I have so much of my old opinions posted all over different social media. Like I can go back through my live tweets on my Twitter account. I can go through my Tumblr to see what we were all talking about. I can go on my YouTube channel where I literally have recaps of every single season two episode. So it's like 17 year old me just talking about my thoughts on things. So I'm excited to like kind of start looking through that as I go through this season and kind of seeing how my opinions change and like what stayed the same. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a really good time. I'm interested to see our thoughts and opinions at the end of season two. But right now, I feel like I'm ready for season two, ready for a good time, ready for Eddie to exist, ready for Teddy, ready, not ready for Mick to leave, that's sad. No, I'm not ready for that either. Ready for Eddie, ready for Piper, and ready for that good, good season two, Petty. Yes. Um, anyway, thank you everyone. That was our episode. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at a newest podcast, on Instagram at a newest backwards pod, and on TikTok at a newest backwards pod. If you want to email us, uh, email us at newest backwards pod at gmail.com. You can tell us any hot takes, any thoughts about season two or any of the upcoming episodes, or if you go on, I think on our Instagram, in our Twitter, there's a link in our bio. You can click through to all of our stuff. You can, um, Submit hot takes on our Google form if you so wish, and we'll talk about them if they're relevant to the episode. So, you know, write to us and let us know if you want to. Thanks for listening, everyone. Sabuna. Sabuna. So much I wanted to say. The way I see it is there any more. Sabubu. Sabubu. <laughs> we need like an outro. <laughs> I always like put some dumb shit in my head. <laughs>